the Responsible Investing Podcast by Aberdeen Standard Investments. Welcome to today's podcast, the first in our Responsible Investment podcast series. We are recording this during lockdown from people's homes today, and I have the absolute pleasure of hosting Standard Life Aberdeen CEO, Keith Skiok, to discuss responsible investment matters. Now, for those who don't know, Keith has had a long career in financial services, starting out in broking at James Capel and HSBC before joining Standard Life Investments. Now, outside of running our firm, Keith enjoys films and fishing. So during this podcast today, I'm really keen to explore with Keith his personal views of the importance of responsible investment. I'm sure listeners will also be keen to hear a CEO's perspective of some of the challenges executives face in embedding responsible business practices into an organization. So welcome, Keith. It is absolutely fantastic to have you here today. Thank you, Amanda. It's a pleasure to be here and thank you for the invitation. So you have long been an advocate of responsible investment activities, strong governance and the integration of ESG issues into our investments. What was it that made you realize that these things were important for investors to focus on? Was there just one defining moment or was it a more gradual realization? Um, I think it was built up over a long period of time and a realization that actually societal attitudes and how you behave sometimes is just as important as the financial numbers. And I guess as somebody who started their career, as you say, back in the 1980s, in the middle of a deep recession, it was clear to me that those people and those companies that did well in the recession and survived and thrived actually had a much broader agenda than just looking at the plain financials. So I've long been an advocate of what I guess you would refer to as stakeholder capitalism and long recognized that, you know, for companies and organizations to minimize their medium to long-term risk, they really do need to pay profound attention to the way in which they deal and deal well with all of their uh, stakeholders. So customers, people, the communities you operate in, that's how you build reputation and brand. And ultimately, that's what makes business sense because it delivers a competitive advantage for the organization. Absolutely. And I'm really keen to understand on a personal level what responsible investment means for you and how you see that fitting in with our purpose as a business, where together we can invest for a better future. At a personal level, I can take that at several levels. One is, you know, as somebody who over the last 40 years has been involved in many financial crises and seen a few recessions along the way, one of the things that I've observed is that responsible investment and the steely steps towards getting it done are kind of forged in the fires of very often recession and corporate failure. So it's important we learn those lessons. And anything that that I feel I can do at a personal level, either through leadership at uh, Standard Life Aberdeen, leadership through the Investment Association and the industry to promote 
responsible investing, I think is really very important. And certainly, you know, when I look at my own personal uh, portfolio, and I'm probably a lot closer to retirement at the age of 63 than many people, actually, the sustainability of the return that attaches to the investments is very, very important. So it is something that, you know, both at a company level and at an industry level, and actually, you know, in terms of the way in which I look at my own uh, investments, I think it's important. And I think the other thing is, it needs to guide your behaviors as well as leaders, you know, people very much look at uh, what you actually do and, and how you make them feel. So responsible investing, I think, is something which is part of my DNA and, and, mm. and I think part of Standard Life Aberdeen's DNA. And that's really interesting because it brings me on to your unique position as a CEO of a FTSE 100 company. What do you think in this position the key challenges and areas of focus should be for CEOs in promoting responsible business practices? So I think first and foremost, take your people with you. You know, there's a lot of evidence that clearly shows that values and purpose within a firm only becomes a reality when there is buy-in from all of the people involved. And that's the way in which, you know, through behaviors, you map actions with reality. So, you know, we have to demonstrate that we are doing this. So I think as, you know, a CEO of an asset management firm, for sure, we look to hold others to account. But it's it's important also that we look to operate ourselves to the higher standards, you know, whether that's us playing our role in generating sustainability, taking on the climate challenge and thinking about decarbonization, or making sure that our own governance uh, standards are a beacon for best practice. I, I think one of the other challenges from the CEO perspective is, you know, in a world that's rapidly changing, changing behaviors and embedding culture takes time. And actually, you know, you have to stick at this with a degree of resilience when, you know, many people, I think, are just looking to expect relatively rapid improvement. So, you know, this is something that needs continual attention and needs continually worked at. Now, you just mentioned climate change, and it is a strong area of focus for us. But it's obviously also quite an obvious topic for discussion. So I'm actually quite keen to get your view on what other areas beyond climate change you feel are important for investors to look at at the moment. Clearly, given where we are with COVID, the attitude of companies to their people and the way they provide support for their people. And I think uh, there's an awful lot of emotional stress and strain that's leading to mental health issues that we need to pay a lot of attention to, particularly as, you know, as we work through lockdown and we think about the return to work. I think something that will emerge over the course of the next 18 months as we start thinking about, you know, how we utilize our clients and save as capital to promote mm. a good recovery is I think there's going to be an increasing emphasis on the partnership that needs to take place between government and the private sector. And that as an industry, asset managers need to be seen 
to be operating absolutely in clients' best interests and, and doing our fiduciary duty. But if we do that in a responsible way, then actually we can do some common good. And I think that's absolutely essential to rebuilding trust in the financial sector because there's nothing more important at the moment, in my view, in taking savings and turning them into investments because that will help people lead better lives and have better retirement with financial security. And it'll also promote, I think, a better and sustainable economic recovery that will promote jobs and enhance growth. And if we do that well, we can try and do our level best to minimize the amount of economic scarring that's inevitably going to follow the deep recession that we're staring in the face at the moment. I mean, COVID has been a challenge for us, but one of the things that has certainly kept me going, and I know other people, uh, you know, my colleagues have, have mentioned this as well, are your weekly emails to everybody at uh, Standard Life Aberdeen. It's great to receive those. As a bit of a film buff yourself, you've also asked us, your colleagues, uh, what box set suggestions we might have for you. So I was quite keen to get a sense of what suggestions you've had and maybe what your favourite is so far and why. Uh, I've, I've, I've had tons of suggestions for which I'm phenomenally grateful. I think the ones that kind of come out at the top of the list are The Crown, mm -hmm. The Bridge, so A Touch of Scandi Noir, and Cardinal seems to have uh, crept up the ranks. The Bridge, I think I'd seen, so Cardinal, I think is fascinating, and we're moving into the second series. So I'm extremely grateful. And I've got to say, if I, if I look across all you know, the hours I could spend watching these uh, box set, I'm not sure there are enough weeks left <laughs> um, <laughs> at the moment, but, but it, it's been fantastic to see what people are talking about. And, and, and if, if anybody hasn't seen it, one of my uh, favorites on Netflix is called The Horn, and it's about mountain rescue helicopters operating out of Zermatt round the Matterhorn. It's oh, absolutely wow. fascinating. I'd, I'd, I'd highly recommend it. These are people doing a really, really responsible job and having a, uh, a profound impact on people's lives at a time of maximum stress for them. Oh, well, that, those are really helpful. And I've, I've certainly jotted them down. So if I get a, a chance outside of um, looking after my a uh, small person, I will certainly take a look at those. Thank you for that. Now, we're coming to the end of our podcast, and I just wanted to really get your views on my final question. So we're looking to the future. The future is uncertain. I mean, who would have uh, expected we'd be in this situation six or eight months ago? So looking to the future, what do you think responsible investment will look like in, say, five years' time? I would hope that term of responsible investment will have disappeared mm. because actually I think it'll look like investment and it'll be so embedded in people's investment processes and the way in which people think about a good return and a sustainable return over the long run will be generated that actually we won't talk about responsible investing. Actually, we'll accept that doing things in a sustainable way actually does take account of, of all the risk factors 
that uh, Amanda, you and I uh, look. So I'm hopeful, and I have to say optimistic after 19 and 20, <laughs> that we're through the tipping point mm. and uh, responsible investment will become synonymous with just investing. And, uh, you know, if we can do that together, then we really will be investing in a better future. Keith, thank you so much for giving us your valuable time to chat today because I know how busy your diary is. It really has been such a pleasure to have you on our very first podcast. So listeners, that ends our podcast for today. We're hoping for a great lineup of people across the business uh, to follow in Keith's footsteps to discuss responsible investment issues, how these fit into their roles, their insights, views, opinions, and perhaps we can get a few more box set recommendations as well. So thank you for listening and do watch out for our next episode and tune in then. Thank you very much, Keith. Amanda, no, it's a big thank you for me for the opportunity to come and talk on this podcast and a really big thank you from me and everybody that's involved in responsible investing at uh, Standard Life Aberdeen and Aberdeen Standard Investments. And I think my main message is keep up the good work because, you know, we are making a difference and together I think we are investing in a better future. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Responsible Investing Podcast, brought to you by Aberdeen Standard Investments. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And for more great content, visit AberdeenStandard.com. This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is provided for information purposes only and should not be considered as an offer investment recommendation or solicitation to deal in any of the investments or products mentioned herein and does not constitute investment research. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Aberdeen Standard Investments. The value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up and investors may get back less than the amount invested. Past performance is not a guide to future returns. Return projections are estimates and provide no guarantee of future results.